You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Podcast, Soccer Time. Our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, cutting Eastern Washington commentary, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. I'm Gregor from 107.7 The N. I do mornings there. He's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at Lumen Field. He is Spokane Brandon. That's Mr. Doctor Spokane Brandon butt stuff to you. And I'm still filling out the sheet. So uh. I can't even I can't even keep up with all of your your nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so hi. 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 <laughs> Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. We we actually want you to do this. Yeah, this actually, go a... give us a rating. And I promise I'll check sometimes before, right when I, I remember to, when we're reading it out during the show. I checked last week, and I was like, oh, the last one's from January? Well, that's why I stopped checking. It's because nobody nobody goes yeah. and leaves us a review. Maybe also, that's because everybody who listens has already left one. <laughs> Also, January has Jan in it, so it's by default the worst month. Uh, obviously. Ah, it's got my birthday, too. Damn it, this is tough. January. Jan, January. <laughs> it's like the alternate January yeah. in the upside down world. <laughs> January. <laughs> Damn it, Jan. <laughs> anyway, uh, primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC corner kick taker. From oh. Nico Ladero to... No, you filled that out. No, right, no, so. no. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, from Nico Ladero to Jao Paulo. Oh, man, Joe, Joe, or if you're, or if you're anybody on the Fox Sports uh, or ESPN broadcast, you say every single syllable or every single vowel that's in Jao Paulo's name. You go Joeo Paulo, <laughs> like literally every time they're like Joao Paulo. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a race car driver from France, and his name is Roman Grosjean, and he now races an IndyCar. Roman. It's spelled Romaine, like okay. the lettuce. Like I the think. lettuce, okay. But it's pronounced Roman. Roman Grosjean. Yeah. And boy, to hear these hick ass IndyCar commentators try and get that right is <laughs> Romaine Grosjean. Dude, first of all, I feel like Roman Grosjean has like Golden Bogan Hogan vibes. Like it's just yeah. one of those things that just rolls so well. I feel like if I was going to launch a brand of ranch dressing in America, I would yeah. call it Roman Grosjean. <laughs> yeah. Man, it Grosjean's so good. <laughs> 
What is it, Grosjean? <laughs> Romaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfect. So, Roman Grosjean. It's like, uh, anyway, that's the same thing where it's like, good luck to anyone who'd... Now, I don't speak Portuguese. I don't know how to do this stuff, but, you know, you learn after two years of the guy being in the league that maybe you could just look at the sheet. Like, James, uh, what's his name? James Woolard. Sorry, James. <laughs> I always post the, the, the sheets on the... Um, it was post the pronunciation the, sheets yeah, the, on the, uh, the internet. Yeah, the opposing team's uh, uh, pronunciation guide. Yeah, and it's like that's how you learn to say abobasi. Like that's uh-huh. you. That's a tough word to see and just know what it is. But luckily, somebody has taken the time. They probably make nine dollars an hour, and they have compiled that. Yeah, Brandon points to himself. They've compiled <laughs> this sheet so that way the announcers don't look like dummies and represent the team well. So for the Fox Sports guys to just <laughs> butcher that every time or whoever, it's not exclusively them. No, no, no. But it's like you get, It's. It, I mean, it, it happens. It's not just MLS. It's every league in the world. And, and part of it is like, hey, some of these hey. guys have names and, and you've got guys from all over the world playing in this league right in every single league and the premier league as well you guys got you've got guys from all over the world who speak languages that you've never heard of and when you have to pronounce their name um you know you can kind of there's there you can forgive them a little bit because they have to pronounce names in spanish french senegalese like all of these different languages sure However, it's also your full-time job to make sure that you get those things right. And so when you hear guys saying things like, uh, (laughs) like that's your job to do that well. And if you couldn't, if you couldn't take the time to learn how to like pronounce those guys' names, then that's on you, man. And it's not like you're doing this podcast for free, and uh, like that, then you're right. grandfathered into messing it up. They're, like I can I can sit here and say roll Dan all day instead of roll Don because I'm making no money off of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you didn't review my money. damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, the station would take all our money, right? <laughs> Great, but yeah, the um the notion that like uh, there's like this um. I've done a few broadcasting things like this where you have to say someone's name, and the chance of getting it right the first time after practicing it for five hours is still ne- – it's like close to zero percent. Like I could practice Roman Grosjean, Roman Grosjean, Romain Grosjean. Damn it. Like it's like – and then like everything crumbles like underneath you as you go. Then over the course of a few you know weeks or whatever, you get it right. These people that are messing it up – the series has been racing, and he's been testing for six months. Like, you have no excuse, pit lane reporter, who's yeah. around this all the time and has met him and talked to him. And honestly, like, Romain Grosjean is arguably easier to say than Romain Grosjean. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, Romain Grosjean really, like, yeah. That's like, a, like, that's, like that's, that's, you just go for that every time. It's like, think of your favorite ranch dressing, that. <laughs> yeah, that Romain Grosjean goes right on, man. It's Gros- real good. <laughs> Yeah, and like honestly, it's he's setting himself up perfectly for uh, Roman Grosjean the straightaway. <laughs> exactly. It's like, come on, Americans Grosjean to take the podium. Yeah. <laughs> Watch him Grosjean the podium. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> now it sounds like sexual. This week, the Brian Smetzer Orchestra. <laughs> that's so funny. I can't even get over that. That's so funny. I'm, I'm just I. I can't believe we haven't used that before we have to have used that before <laughs> you've killed me the brian schmetzer orchestra <laughs> like <laughs> like we always say that the, what they always say brian schmetzer's rave green army brian schmetzer's rave green army like yeah. why is it not the brian schmetzer orchestra where you can just do brian setzer songs <laughs> <laughs> that should be what the, the sound wave is called yeah the brian schmetzer orchestra did you just wait did you just produce a 
like a what is that? Is that a coffee filter? <laughs> it's a oh I mean I, I just on I screen Brandon also just picks up a used coffee filter that's dripping, and I'm like, you can't see the Chemex, but you can see the coffee. I was like, what is going on in your house? I didn't have very much time to make uh, coffee before I had to start my my work day today. Um, yeah, and. And so I had to bring it in here with me. And so that's what I'm. So during a meeting this morning, I was like looking like a pretentious hole, like pouring my coffee out of the carafe into my cup. But yeah, that's that, that is exactly what I did. Yeah. You got to jump, jive, and then you score. You got to jump, jive, and then you score. You got to jump, jive, and then you score a goal. Hey. Yeah, yeah, see, it writes itself. This is amazing. <laughs> hey, full90podcast.com to find all of our links, including to our non-existent OnlyFans. That's pretty sweet. Uh, Brandon, I have a question before we get to actual soccer here. Were you old enough? No, was probably the answer. Do you have any recollection of garbage pail kids? I know what they are. Um, my mom has told me about them, and uh, I've never. I, it was never a thing for me, for my like, for me and my friends growing up. Please tell me your mom was a was had you at fifteen. Twenty three, so it was close. <laughs> okay, so she was probably old enough. Yeah, I was just the right age where I was a little kid when Garbage Pail Kids came out, and they're bringing it back. And... You are not my mom's age. If if that's what you were wondering, you are not my mom's age. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, okay. oh man, this could be this could be real weird. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I, I never knew my father, so it might be you. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> Also, mom, did you? Also, we both know I did not get laid that young. Please, come on. <laughs> okay, so I went to my first vaccination section event of any kind where you get to take off your mask and pretend like everything is totally normal again, dog. Or like, I mean, totally normal Normal if you're like Houston Dynamo. Yeah. <laughs> like we had more fans in the stands at a sanctioned game that the Dynamo can get wide open. My favorite thing is like no matter how many fans are in the stadium, is it's the Sounders 432nd consecutive sellout. It's like because we just tarp off whatever. It's like they just tarp off individual seats. Oh yeah, we just we uh, intentionally yeah, social distance. You know, we had 8,000 people in the stadium. 499th out of 500. <laughs> We've also gone through 700,000 green trash bags. So right, right. <laughs> to, 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 for effect. Don't worry, don't worry. We're, we're turning them into plastic jerseys. <laughs> yeah, they're coming back as parlay. Yeah. Um, I saw those parlay jerseys and I was like, if you are FC Cincinnati, you are stoked to get the same jersey again. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, can we just wear our normal ones? The, yeah, because they're that blue and orange color, and whatever. Those are pretty sweet. Though, I saw they actually look cool. Yeah, um, I, I, I think you maybe tweeted that if you change the orange to green, that yeah. they would look. Uh, that'd be great. Sounders alternate kits. It would. I mean, honestly, I think that the the one of the things that the Sounders have been missing for a long time, in my opinion, since two thousand nine. I think the 2009 uh, two thousand ten season, they had the rave green primary, and then they had the uh, I think they called it the Olympic blue, mm-hmm. um, or no. The, was it no Cascade Shale? I, well, no, it I started as, no, it was blue first, man. It was blue. Yeah, yeah, but they had that like that blue. I mean, it's the Sounders blue as a as an alternate kit, and man, that was one of my favorites in in the Sounders history. I think that that that's got to be. I love the Jimi Hendrix kit. Don't get me wrong. I've loved the uh, the Nightfall kit. I love all of these like weird fun kits that the Sounders yeah. do. But I would just love. Uh, to bring back one of those blue kits. Yeah, like every other team in the league is blue, but nobody can do the Sounders blue with the green the way that the Sounders do. 
Yeah, it was just awesome to have like the Bizarro kit. Like yeah. it was just like what a cool way to do that. Just yeah. right out of the gate to just swap them to have the opposite colors. Yeah, just cool. like inverted. You mentioned the Jimmy Traore kit that we got to that we got this uh, season. I got to wear mine to the match, and let me tell you, that thing makes me look skinny as f- bro. It's so cool. <laughs> Hey, that's good. Your first outing uh, to a Sounders match in in since the uh, uh, pandemic started, and yeah. and the first one to come back not looking super fat. That's great. Yeah. And believe me, man, I'm fat as f- compared to where, where I started, dude. For sure, I'm way up on pre-pandemic. Oh, that's, boy. that's that's why the Sounders do that is because they just they know their audience, so they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna make a, a slimming kit. It's gonna look great. Hi there, podcast friend. This is Gregor. Um, I said something truly awful and edited it out here, but I'll make reference to it. I just want you to know that while I don't feel bad, it definitely was not appropriate. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> anyway, does that get to say in the podcast? I, by the way, no, no, no. Okay. I, I, by the way, everyone listening, I just deleted 30 seconds of, <laughs> yeah, okay. of the worst thing you can say about <laughs> anybody, but. Anyway, um, let's just make a transition. Uh, I went to my first soccer match where I didn't have to wear a mask, and it was really weird. And I brought show nemesis turned sort of, I don't know, whatever. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, for real. I brought Deb with me to the game. Now, if you're new to the show, which you might be welcome, thanks so much. And we now have 37 listeners. Go leave us a freaking review. Yeah, please. You heard us at the top. Um, Deb has uh, moved here from Atlanta after, I know, before Atlanta United ever kicked a ball in competition. She moved here, but that's her team because that's where she's from. Instead of the, you know, championship winning side that she could support in Seattle and have it be her team and be part of the culture and not just always refer to Seattle as us, like, or as a them. You know, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, the, you guys. The team that her son in law and grandson are going to support. Like, yeah. that's, yeah. No, she's got to go for the, 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 uh, what do you call it? Like, bandwagon. I mean, to her credit, it's like her home team. And I, look, if I'm Deb. Or if I'm in the same position as Deb and I were to move to, uh, who knows, like if, if I move to Atlanta tomorrow. Let's say you move to Austin tomorrow. If I move to Austin tomorrow, I'm still supporting the Sounders. If I moved to, let's say, uh, Minnesota, right, where they have a hockey team, mm-hmm. you know, the Kraken have never played a game in Seattle. Perfect. I would support the Seattle Kraken, right? Because that's my, I re- I personally feel like I need to represent my hometown where I grew up, like my city, right? I support yeah. every other Seattle team. Why would I not support uh, the oh. the hockey team in my city, despite the fact that they've never, however, <laughs> if my kid lived in Minnesota and was already a big fan of the Minnesota Wild and the NHL, like I yeah. would probably try to get on with that just so we had like some, some commonality, something in common to like. <laughs> it would just be so fun. Like when, when uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz scores a goal or is that who scored this week? Yeah. Yeah. It was. When Ruiz Diaz scores on that set piece on the corner kick to be able to like high five the person next to me that came with me to this. Now, Ke- cool Keith and my buddy Joe also came, so I could high-five them or whatever, but also no high-fiving because that's so weird now. Like, touching other people is the freaking weirdest. I fist-bumped some guy the other day, and he looked at me like I was crazy, and I'm like, dude. Dude, fists are—your knuckles are just we, the elbows of your fingers, dude. And we we've are been so doing over the elbow fisting, bones. okay? That's, it's over. <laughs> no more of that. But, uh— yeah, so I took Deb with me, and she got to see her team, and she's all she, all she cares about because she doesn't understand the rules of soccer. She doesn't know what offside. I'm like, why are they stopping and kicking it from that place? Why is everyone not standing around? I'm like, well, it's a free kick because there was a foul. 
what? And I'm like, well, you complain when they're not calling fouls, so you should know that when they call a foul, there's a free kick. Like, that's like, if you know that there should have been a foul, then you should know what happens when there is. Okay, great. But, you know, whatever, new. And she knows her, sort of knows her stuff about Atlanta, and she's so excited to see Yosef play. To, to Deb's credit, first of all, in that match, it, it is it is totally not her fault that she didn't know what a foul was and wasn't, because I don't even think uh, the, the ref, did not know that. ref knew what a foul was <laughs> and wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely, like, from my perspective, it was crazy. He's, like, we looking didn't... up at Deb and be like, is this a? And she's like, I don't know. Do you think it's a? And, he, and he's, she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah, okay, this is a foul. So if you go back and watch the match and you look, see him looking up to the 300 level, that'll be, that was us that he was. When he goes to for. VAR, it's just, like, straight up a, like, radio to Deb. And she's like, someone's talking in my ear. What do I do, Greg? And I'm like, it's a PK. Just say that. Just say, just say it's, a, it's just a penalty. Old game. Deb losing her mind over here, thinking someone's talking to her. Um, yeah, so taking her, it was interesting because she showed up in a Sounder shirt, which was really nice. I was proud of now, her. Now, did for you that. put that on her? Did she? Did she choose no. to uh, like no, show no, up no, like I that? Said, or were you like, hey, if you're gonna roll with me, you got to kind of no, like... never, 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 never. I was. Uh, if you're gonna annoy me with your fandom for Atlanta all the time, then be an Atlanta yeah, fan. Go all in, yeah. Yeah, but if you're like, so we got there and she told Cookie, she was like, oh, I wore, he was like, what are you doing in Sounders gear? And she was like, oh, I just wanted, you know, I didn't want to make you guys mad or whatever. And he's like, what? It's a game. Don't worry about that. You support who you want to support and screw everyone else. And she was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. The guy that wears the the uh, Vaginus <laughs> jersey into the stands. It, it, was, uh, it was not the Vaginus. It was uh, Noonan, Pat Noonan. Oh, Pat Noonan. That's right. That's right. Because he, he found, the backstory, Cool Keith uh, screen printer found an LA Galaxy jersey at the, like, Ross. And it was, like, two sizes too big for him. But he's a screen printer, so he printed... Noonan, who was a Sounders player that went to L.A., printed Noonan on there, and then we had about 65 beers before we went to the match, and he was trying to get back to our seats, buying more beers, and he walked right down the ECS stairs, one staircase in the wrong direction, and oh boy, ECS Facebook the next day was real mad about that guy, and (laughs) oh boy, does he still feel like an idiot, and do we still laugh about that? (laughs) Um, but yeah, he's like, no, you wear your, you represent whatever you want. This is sports. It's just a dumb game. Boy, well, am I glad that she did not wear Atlanta because the people at the match, you'd think that we had kept them in a cage that we hit with a stick without feeding them but once a day for the last 14 months. People, you lost your goddamn mind. This is, like, we are maybe the worst sports fans that I've ever encountered. And I've been to sports around the world and... Uh, truly, truly, truly terrible performance and behavior from the people oh, at that match. Man. It was, I say that we added 10,000 more seats to the stadium for the weekend in the vaccinated section, and luckily 8,000 of them were certified coaches that were all <laughs> well, out of their here's freaking the, minds. Here's the thing is uh, when, when, when they put the vaccine in your arm, it's they aren't putting in a, a 5G microchip so that they can make you do kickflips and cool stuff in real life. Uh, what they're doing is they're in, they're inserting your coach's badges uh, <laughs> so that way you can become insufferable. <laughs> Boy, it worked. <laughs> the vaccine doesn't make you immune to anything. It just makes you an asshole. <laughs> the efficacy rating on this uh, on this vaccine is through the roof. It must be at least 90%. <laughs> at least 69%. 69%. 420% in Canada. They are, oh, they've wow. gone from being the nicest to the worst. The worst. <laughs> People need to chill the F out, dude. It was 
the, the hatred that people were spewing towards the field when anything at all happened. It was really sad, man. It made me feel really bad. And like, I know some of the people that were sitting behind us, like they reached out to me on Twitter because I have my, the Sounders gave me that jersey. It's got my, uh-huh. it uh, it's got my name on, on it. Match. And so yeah. like three days later, I get the, hey, it was fun sitting behind you at the, at the match. And I'm like, yeah. And everyone was so nice when we talked to them. But as soon as a ball was kicked, man, it was like, it ruined the match. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was so vitriolic and so it just I, I had I wished I was at home and like I know that that vibe happens in ECS where it's not the vitriol but it's the excitement of all being together. We're in the three hundred levels. You yelling at Christian Roldan for missing a pass at the top of your lungs, ruining my time, does not get to Christian Roldan. He's not like, oh man. Old, you know, dorky McDickface up in the 300 level. That guy's, he's right. I should kick the ball better. Well, and it's okay. I mean, look, look, I'm here for a well-placed let him die chant. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, but I hear no, you. No, I know, I know. Um, but if you, uh, if, if your own player, right, like I get, we're not, I think there are two sides of this, right? In, in, if you go to a Premier League uh, stand and your player does something wrong, especially if your team is being garbage in the season, garbage, mm. you will get yelled at by your own fans. And they will try, they, you know, they say, oh, we're holding them to a higher standard. It's like, hey, you're you're not out there kicking a ball. Like when we say we are playing at our Austin FC or we are playing Atlanta, you know, we aren't doing anything. We always say that, right? You and I always say that we're not doing anything. Our, our team that we support that's from the city that we just happen to like, because we live in that city. So when you're yelling at your own players for screwing up, especially from three, first of all, at all, if you're doing it at all, like, Hey, be encouraging, be supportive. These guys yeah. are like under the microscope every single day in and day out. Uh, if you're in the 300s like level, just don't say anything. Be like, ah, bummer. Like next, you know, next time we'll, you know, he'll, he'll do better next time. Or, oh, hey, I wish he would have made this pass to my person sitting next to me. Not Christian Roll Dan, you dumbass. <laughs> It was it was like, what are you doing? Why aren't you looking? Why aren't you seeing that opening? You waited too long. Kick the ball sooner. What's your problem? And I I'm don't like, even think Brian Schmetzer is doing that. We got 10,000 Casey Kellers up here. Yeah. Casey Kellers like, oh, boy, this is rough, man. These people are jerks. I mean, Brian Schmetzer, who's sitting on the sideline, probably can't even be heard when he's yelling across the field yeah, to a guy man. who missed a pass. You know what I mean? Now, look, the Sounders played a, a sloppy-ass match. It wasn't like it was, I mean, from my perspective, I like there was so many bad passes, and like it just didn't, it never really came together. They never fired as a unit together. Yeah. The first half, better than the second, I guess. Usually that Schmetzer halftime pep talk would get them going or something, but it they didn't look like a team that was well-organized or really getting, a, like, getting it done or feeling as a cohesive unit. And I really feel like that might just be the finally getting to let up off the gas a little bit after such an intense period and then having to like refocus and go again is it's got to be tough in some capacity or having the fans back might be might have an effect where it threw them off a bit instead or who knows maybe there's a pressure maybe there's maybe it was just the weather (laughs) i mean you're an undefeated team right best start in 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 the uh history of of your mls campaigns right sounders and um and you go into a match against a team who traditionally has been very good, right? And you go into that match and you want, you're playing in front of your home crowd. There's a lot of pressure to stay good, to stay undefeated, to continue this hot start. Um, and so, yeah, you go into that. But also, like, you're playing without some of your best players. You're playing without Nico Ladero in the middle. You've been running, like, Christian Roldan has been playing Rolled on, sorry, right? I don't make any money. Don't hold it against me. Um, Christian Roldan has been running his like 
ass off up and down the field doing everything that he can to to keep this team moving you know all of the players on the team are doing everything that they can but when your substitutes are Danny Leva and Ethan Dobelair like these 15 16 year old kids coming onto the field it's like not a slight against those kids at all but you're running your legs off right and so and the lesser paid Freddie Montero to be fair in the, yeah yeah Freddie Montero who's making less than new who right now <laughs> <laughs> I mean deservedly after after seven matches like okay I, get I mean it. new who's having an MVP season if you ask me uh actually if you look we can talk about that later um but anyway yeah I mean you you've got a team who's just running up and down the field and and seven matches into the season haven't lost anything give them us give them some slack yeah, you know absolutely yeah, full credit to the defense for keeping as many clean still no goals scored in open play yeah like you have a penalty bit- kick and two free kicks that's all yeah. the sounders have given up this season yeah they've they've probably missed seven or eight goals that they could have scored if they had seen what? one pass but they're winning or at least drawing matches like they're five wins two draws this whole season yeah. like i would New say that in their head bro is great. <laughs> yeah so anyway people bring in the internet intensity into real life and i'm i'm sad for you because it's this is it was a it was one of the first in-person indicators of how hard this has been on everybody, where we have a chance to relax and release, and it all came out in this ugly, ugly way. It felt like Akira or uh, what's that guy that comes down from space, Venom. Oh, yeah. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. something like that, where it just was like really, it was this really dark energy around everything, and I just felt so terrible for do you everyone. Think, do you think it'll like, um, you know, we've all been cooped up for the better part of two years, right? Yeah. <laughs> Koopa. We've all been King King Koopa (laughs) for the better part of two years. And uh, and like all you could do is have Internet vitriol. If you wanted to have vitriol at all, you that's where you had to get it out. You didn't have a place to get out any of your energy, any of like these thoughts, any of these things. Now people are spiking up to this this level of and do you think it'll even out as people like get used to being around other people again? Well, I asked an opposite question. Sorry to not answer your question directly, but my framing of it was, has this been going on all along and I just got used to it? Not in the 300s, but sure. like, I think a lot of these people were probably like tried to be GA when they could or ECS. Right, right, right. Or, and that's no slight to any of the supporter groups or anything, but you get around a bunch of your friends, you get some beers and you start yelling about stuff. I'm certainly not innocent, okay? No. I've certainly been there and yelled my face off and fine. But I just wonder if like time away... Mm. And coming back to it, be like after being maybe for you, it was a little bit more whiplash. It was less of a uh, this is new and more of a I'm just not used to this anymore. That that whiplash is such a great way of describing that. I don't actually think that is because um, my buddy Neil, who now lives in Austin and is um, supporting both clubs, it'll be tough for him this weekend. He's from here, born and raised. He lives in Austin, new club. It's his chance to get behind something and be at the ground level again. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. but he had awesome season tickets right on the kind of the inline, um, about 20 rows up in the 100 level. And we used to go together all the time to these matches. And it was like so fun. It was just like a bunch of like people having a good time, a lot of families, just a really positive atmosphere. And so to be on the 300s and have that that kind of like intensity of the bro and escape into the top level, it felt either like our culture is kind of falling apart or maybe I'm not used to it anymore, the whiplash theory, or like maybe this is just a temporary thing because we don't know how to behave in public anymore. And I think it could be a lot of the latter. And and I will say not to be the guys who are 
you know, dumping on supporter culture because that's not who we are. We're no, big supporters of the club. We will yeah. say, I, I, hey, look, I'm the guy who's openly admitted to calling Steve Clark an asshole to his face, yeah. <laughs> like walking outside the stadium. So, like, I'm the worst of the worst if we're like, so I feel like I can, uh, a, a spade can call a spade a spade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, but like, I think that if you're sitting in the section where that kind of like getting riled up, if you're getting that excited thing, it all comes to like a time and a place, right? Yeah. The, the I, I time ser- and place is not to be super drunk outside the stadium yelling at an opposing team's uh, goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, when the game is over and when now we're just humans again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not the but, time or place. <laughs> yeah, it happened, whatever. You just own it and and move sure. on, whatever. But, like, and yeah, I'm not I'm not here to say anything negative about the supporter culture because that's – you do you or whatever. It just felt different and weird, and it's probably a part of me bringing my experience along with it, too. Uh, Deb had the <laughs> – Dev had a good one line. There's a guy that was just, he just couldn't stop screaming at the top of his lungs. And like, uh, I, I I didn't want to be the guy that turned around and be like, we all see the game too. I didn't want to like, just chill. Dude, you need to chill out because who am I? But also it needed to be said. Um, and like the people like right behind us, they were popping off and they were funny or like supportive. Like, come on, like, ah, oh, bad pass, get them next time. You know, that type of thing. And I'm like, great. Like, being critical as a fan, I I don't know. Yeah, we can get yeah. into the nuances yeah, of that. Yeah. It was just nice because they were there supporting and being friendly, and we just had a nice time. But Deb, the guy stands up and screams something, and Deb goes, it's a shame your coach has to be in the stands behind us. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard for the team to hear him way up here. But <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to hear uh, if uh, what Deb thought, if I had been there with you. Hey, the next time Sounders play Atlanta at home, I would yeah. love to go with you and see if Deb sure. has the same thoughts about our quantity of jokes. <laughs> A, a callback to uh, my father-in-law who went with us once. It was like, wow, you guys sure have a lot. Like, <laughs> wait, what did you, so you make up for your... You make, a, you, you make up for the lack of quality in your joke worth the quantity of jokes. <laughs> quantity over quality. <laughs> we certainly had a fun time, though. It was fun to take Deb there. She wore Sounder stuff, and people were so mean at everything that she was like... when. Joseph Martinez, Joseph Martinez scores that PK the worst way. To, she's like, I just wanted to get a goal, and then he gets that. And I was like, that barely counts as anything. But okay, I mean, it's a goal. We don't get the full share of points. The team doesn't. Um, but she was like, she had to be like, yes, like that. She had to be like, yeah, so like meek in her, and small. In herself, yeah, yeah. Instead of being able to be like, all right, like because and people being like, I went to, to Toronto to watch the MLS Cup final that Sounders lost, and. Like there, we went full full supporter, and people were, you know, taking shots at us in a fun way, in a very Canadian way. Granted, and it's it, easy to do that when the people in the in the stands who are supporting the other team are supporting a team that didn't get any shots on goal in the entire match. Was it no shots on goal in the second one too? Um, no. So the one that they won, yeah. you went to the one in Toronto that they lost. Lost. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And so in the ninety first minute, when it was like two nil or whatever, whatever it was, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, we turn and we start walking out, and everyone's like, "Hey, look at these guys!" Yeah, and giving yeah. us like hugging us and giving us pats yeah. on the back, and like yeah. next time, and like yeah. it was and so it was fun. next time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Suck it, Altador. But um. But yeah, to for Deb to like it, for it to be so negative that she couldn't even feel like she could support the the team that she actually likes is like that's such a bummer. So if you're a fan of the sport, you're listening to this, just know that like it's a game and you're making it kind of crappy by being such an asshole about it. Yeah, Brandon, <laughs> we we spent very little time talking about the actual match as Who usual. Cares? But this time, I would say the actual quality 
on the pitch was bad enough that we don't have to spend very much time talking about it. So just uh, watch that highlight reel. It is not great. One to one Sounders draw Atlanta. Keep the undefeated streak going. No goals given up in open play. Who cares? Okay. Well, that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the new who's train lube man of the match. I'm going to have to say that your new who train lube, new who's train lube man of the match. I mean, new who, I guess. I mean, the Sounders continue to be uh, great and new who continues to be on like non-Sounder supporters uh, lists of potential MVP candidates. So, yeah, your 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 play of the match or your man of the match is new who. New who's train lube. Even before we said it, you already knew who. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> 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 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sunday at 6.30 p.m., Austin FC will take to the pitch at Lumen Field to play Seattle Sounders FC. Still undefeated and another home match. Uh, only three teams are undefeated in MLS at this point in the season. Most teams with either six or seven games under their belt. Those are Orlando in second place in the East. Uh, Nashville, a couple spots behind them. And of course, Seattle Sounders FC, best in the league. Also, something important, the best goal differential. A hot start Hi. from both ends of the field at Raul Ruiz Diaz and the defense in New Who and Yamar and I guess Ariaga sort of, where they, they announce the teams, Javier! And then the, you know, the crowd goes, Ariaga, which everyone was so bad at. Everyone's so out of shape with that. But I was like, Javier. And I go, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Javier. And everybody's like, oh, Ariaga. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to Shane O'Neill? Is he he did? I don't, oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, he was he seemed like he was uh, a better choice for a while. So I don't know where he's at. Still think he yeah. is. Uh, but we don't see training though anymore, so that's not a thing. Uh, but again, Sounders with tons of goal production out of Raúl Ruiz Diaz, out of the Golden Bogan Hogan of <laughs> that's so good, <laughs> out of uh, uh, Brad Brad Smith, also the president. Of Microsoft, yeah. his name is yeah. Brad Smith. Yep. I don't know if we talked about. Yeah, that. he's like uh, he's too. like one. Of, he's not that he's not their CEO, but he's like one of their president of the board or something like that. His name is Brad Smith yeah. because if you ever look yeah. up, uh, I mean, that's how you know Brad Brad Smith is is being productive as a Brad Smith because he's smithing Brads. <laughs> he's smithing Brad Smith. They make it to Microsoft level. He's really so a really... Brad Brad Smith Brad Smith. <laughs> he's a Brad Brad Smith Smith because he's smithed a Brad Smith. You could tell who's had coffee and who hasn't. How many Brad Smiths could a Brad Smith Smith of a Brad Smith could Brad Smiths? <laughs> Wait, could Smith Brad? There we go. Oh, uh, you blew <laughs> it. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> so yeah, Sounders um, productive at both ends, which is great, including that sounds. Speaking of, <laughs> do they have food poisoning or? <laughs> but up top with goals coming from different places and a lot of them, and then um, and then also. Back uh, with that five that five man defense is something else, and it's so 
Joao Paulo is gets credit and everything for being a, one of the best players on the field, but I just really spent a lot of time watching him from that central midfield position when Brad Smith would take up. Oh no, um, when Newhu would take on. Uh, no, no, it was Brad Smith would go up the left side. Newhu would kind of sneak out to the to the uh, sideline there, and. Joao Paulo would drop right into Nuhu's position, so they'd be instantly back to four or five at the back whenever there was anything. I mean, there was one point where Raul Rui Diaz was covering for Alex Roldan at right, Roldan, Roldan at right back. Like it was, it was off of. I think it was returning from a set piece or something. So Raul was just like, "Hey, I got to get back and cover because Alex Roldan is is doing Alex Roldan things and putting in beautiful crosses." and so he dropped all the way back, and it was like very strange. To, and you're like, you don't usually want to see your striker covering in that position, but yeah, in this because it's going to be a yellow card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a Obafemi Martins tackle, <laughs> but he, I mean, he just covered for a second. Thankfully, it came to nothing. He didn't actually have to do anything on defense. Uh, but it was it was cool to see that like this team knows what they need to do and when they need to do it on defense. And that's showing because no goals allowed during the regular play. It's like, that's crazy is, that it's all... You want to know what's crazy is the Sounders have the most goals for in the league. They've scored the most goals in the league out of any other club. Uh, I think by a good two goals. I think the next highest is Kansas City with 12. And they have... Only one team has fewer goals against, and that's Orlando. Uh, the Sounders have three goals against, and Orlando has given up two. Uh, now, Orlando's only scored seven in the same amount of time, so the Sounders have scored twice as many as Orlando, given up only one more goal. None in the run of play, obviously. Uh, so the Sounders team, like despite a shaky you know match against Atlanta where it seems like the wheels are falling off, I had to keep reminding myself, like this team is undefeated. In this league, they have scored the most goals in this league. They've yet to give up a goal. Luckily, it seems like at, at, at moments, but they've bent but not broken, right? And so you have to like Seattle fans are the only team that could like win a trophy and complain about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so Austin FC comes to town on Sunday night again. Uh, six thirty is the alleged start time. That's uh, who knows if it's FS one, then it's six. 53 or 637 <laughs> so good luck everybody but monday a holiday so hopefully you'll be able to at least indulge if you can't make it out to the match or whatever we're actually sitting in the non-vaccinated seats because we had bought tickets in the first round we were lucky enough to get them and so i'll go have to go back to wearing a mask and sitting in the um in the non-vaccinated section so well, which will be at least all of these people won't have had their vaccine that makes them a total dick so it, maybe it'll be a better crowd <laughs> Uh, as someone put it out to me, like, oh, so you got to sit in the non-segregated section? Ooh, and I was like, just come on. just slow your roll. Like, it's just the, it's just, we're just trying not to spread a disease. And if it means more people can go and support the team, which is what we're supposed to be doing. And I got in a lot of trouble for criticizing people for not supporting the team a couple seasons ago. And oh my God. Um, but so if you're going to, you're going to call it segregation, then I don't even, shut personally, up. I don't even want to see you there. Yeah, just shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Austin, not very good, but also they have a bit of the Portland, excuse me, the Fartland Timbers FC problem from a few years ago when they were building that dumb roof deck on their stadium. Uh, They haven't played a home match yet because their stadium's not ready. The first home match is still uh, three weeks away, not till the middle middle part of middle of June. And so Austin's played every match on the road. That's a tough way to start, even to pick up two wins. Uh, out of their six matches played is pretty good. No draws though, so it's all or nothing for this team so far. Two and four on the season. That's um, 
that's got to be so challenging to have to play every match in front of no fans in the other <laughs> stadiums because no one goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine being uh, Toronto or Vancouver who are playing all of their matches in Miami or Orlando or wherever it is that they're playing. Uh, Where's Vancouver playing at Rio Tinto? Is I that... think so. Yeah, I think they're playing home matches in, in Utah. <laughs> so already playing in front of no fans. <laughs> Same as RSL. <laughs> Actually, I think RSL gets decent support, so I, I don't want to dunk on them like that. Um, yeah, that's got to be hard if you're if you're a brand new team in the league. Already expansion teams have a tough enough time, uh, you know, getting wins in the league. I think Atlanta United or Atlanta United and LAFC are the only two teams other than the Sounders who have come out with a actually decent expansion season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So other teams, you know. Uh, Orlando, New York City, Nashville in the recent years have just had a garbage first season in the league. Garbage. Austin comes in, I mean, playing all their games on the road. They get two wins out of it. Yeah. Um, but they're not playing great. <laughs> Let's like the two wins that they've gotten have come, you know, they've been nail biters and and uh they're not dominating anything. They've shown, I guess, signs of promise here and there. But I That I being think- said though, when Seattle plays teams like that, the we the team Squad has a tendency to step up for big occasions and make big performances, but also to take the foot off the gas a little bit for lesser performances. And so I see a team like that that needs as many points as they can get right now on the road and see a team that will give Seattle some trouble if they can't stay focused and have like a good, a decent first half. Out of the one, two, three, four, five, so seven games that the Sounders have played this season, I will say that the only two that they've won convincingly have been against Minnesota, uh, who has had a rough start to the year, and a great uh, team, and LA Galaxy, who's actually playing decent this year, uh, but um, the Sounders were able to shut down. So the only two game, like two out of those seven games, yes, they have five wins, and like I said, we're the only team that can have a start like this and have fans that still complain about it. Um, but like you've seen some, you know, cracks in the facade a little bit with the Sounders team. Like teams are starting to learn how to get at them, and and not necessarily how to score goals, but how to keep how to frustrate the Sounders, how to keep them from running up the score against them. A, a team like the Sounders that can score a lot of goals, um, yeah. and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got four shutouts on the season already, and, and uh, but the, the win against Portland was a close one. Ties against uh, Atlanta and LAFC, two decent teams, uh, a 1-0 against San Jose. So, like, uh, you go against a team like Austin, who is playing an away game, who might try to uh, bunker down on the road against a very good Sounders team. Uh, I could see the Sounders struggling, just being able to break down this team. Um, thankfully, the Sounders have a lot of quality, so they always can surprise. But um, we'll see how this one goes. Take a look at your Crystal Pepsi ball, the swirling effervescence that tells you the prediction of what the score will be on Sunday, 6.30, as Austin FC come to Lumen Field to take on Seattle Sounders FC. Brandon. I'm going to give the Sounders a 1-0 over this team because I do see Austin sitting back and uh, and playing some really bunker ball against the Sounders who uh, who are going to come out looking for goals after being held to one in the last game. So I'm going to say 1-0, and I'm going to give Raul, who is so hot right now, hot. Uh, the, uh, the, the goal in that one. I'm going to go... I think I'll go three nil, dude. Whoa. I'm gonna just I'm gonna put it all out there. I think Sounders are gonna get it together and make a difference here. I could see three one, but I'll just say three nil to keep that that record intact. Sweet. All right then. In case this podcast was just too long and you didn't listen, it's too long. Didn't listen. Uh, <laughs> too long. Didn't listen. Today I learned that your knuckles are the elbows of your fingers. <laughs> also that we are done with fisting. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Too long didn't listen. <laughs> the vaccines don't give you immunity. They make you insufferable. <laughs> okay. The, yeah, I, as long as they didn't give me a 5G chip that's going to make me uh, Bill Gates' puppet. How do you think the ref was communicating with Deb, Brandon? <laughs> uh, too long didn't listen. Shoutouts to Dorky McDickface. <laughs> Sup, dummy. Shoutouts to John, too. Um, <laughs> Wait, is John not Dorky McDickface? <laughs> we'll never know. I'll never tell. Uh, too long didn't listen. 10,000 Casey Kellers in the stands. We got to do something about that. Would you rather fight 10,000 duck-sized Casey Kellers or one Casey Keller-sized duck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't. Boy, that's a really tough one. He's pretty old now. Yeah, but I think like Casey Kellers, he's a big guy, but. Can you imagine kicking a human that was the size of a duck, like a full-grown human? There's like 10,000. You just have to start kicking, right? That's just all you can do. I'm trying you to, would wreck I'm trying to think somebody. of like who's a really short uh, uh, player, uh, like a, who's a really short soccer player. No, 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 because then it gets super weird, like Spud Webb type stuff. I mean, like an actually like a duck <laughs> Could is you this kick tall, a small dude. person? <laughs> no, but a duck no, like a duck-sized tall. person? Yeah, that's tiny. Yeah, oh. like a bowl, it would be like kicking bowling pins, only like really soft and like with a lot of crunching when your foot went through the rib cage. Not for the podcast because I know we're running out of time, but um, there is a po- a different podcast that I listened to, and they were talking about the world's tallest duck, and I did not realize how tall ducks could get, and I will send you a link afterward. Oh, how tall? How tall? Very tall, <laughs> very very tall. It lives on a college campus in the UK in, in uh, England somewhere, and um, it's like. I mean, like, up to uh, probably nipple height on me. (laughs) I don't want to fight 10,000 of those Casey Kellers. (laughs) Hell. 10,000 Casey Kellers that'll bite your nipples. Quack. Quack.